1: if I was getting a divorce, I feel like I would want to know, like, what do you need to know for, um, what would have made you leave? Like how long, like, what is that courage? And you know, right. you how do you face the demons that you're feeling? And maybe you can't afford a therapist, but you're sitting there being like, I know this isn't right. Like, what do you wish you had known if you hadn't been told? It feels so scary. Well, to yeah. As a woman.
4: And so I'll, I'll get into that. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? I hope it's giddy, giddy.
3: I'm actually just going to tell you one like fun fact. When Kat and I started um, at the very beginning, we started with events for women in Toronto because we felt like moms never had a place to get away without kids and have conversations. And so we would host these events in Toronto. We'd bring in experts and all this. And then we started to realize that so many of the members, because they were members of our club back then were um uh getting divorced and they didn't really have any resources of where they could turn so we we started hosting dinners where the people in our community that were divorced could come and make connections and like get advice from each other because there's everything i mean like you know everything from legal to parenting and all that and some of it's been years since we hosted those but some of those women are still like in um communication and friends since meeting and they're so thankful because they had nowhere to go and back then too everyone was married so there was only a handful of divorcees and they felt like Feel like everyone's speaking another language, and I can't relate. So
2: yeah, you're preaching to the you choir. Totally get that. Okay, okay.
3: <laughs> All right, guys, we have um, Jessica and TH. What does TH stand for?
2: Tracy Heather. But it's always been I, TH. I love that. And my Th. Canadian grandmother is the only reason that my name is TH. Oh, my family's okay. from Toronto and Ottawa, and oh, uh, you're one of us. Quebec, a few likes, you know, splattered around. Okay, I don't know. I love left, it. But my aunt still lives in Toronto. Nice. So you guys are the co-founders
3: of X-Experts and the Divorce Etc. podcast. You guys are besties You got divorced at the same time and had each other through it all due to a lack of resources. You built the X-Experts and the Divorce Etc. podcast. You are speaking loud and proud. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't define you unless you let it. Uh, You've lived and get it and help you through education and support to, to your own life, through your choices, and to be the, you need to be your biggest advocate um, for divorce. This you, uh, we need to. That was sort of an overview of how that all went down. But can you guys just tell us a little bit from the beginning?
2: Like how are we back recording? Back then, yeah. You want us to get
3: into it? <laughs> we, want oh, we are you recording. Want to know how okay, this let's go
4: down. Jessica so, likes I, to tell I, the story. Okay. Yeah, I do like to tell the story. the The reason that Th and I connected, I've been married and divorced twice, by the way, so I really am an ex expert. Um, I love the it. The reason that Th and I connected is because my first husband and Th were best friends in high school.
1: Hold on, one second. My your ex husband and your Th, best friend. Were my best
4: friends. friend That's in right. high school became her husband. And
1: right. were you guys friends in high school? No, no, no we
4: didn't. Okay. We, I didn't grow up near them. I met okay, him okay. in college. So through him, I met her. Okay. So Thank you. Yeah. So we, uh, when he and I met, I kept hearing about his friend, his best friend, TH, his best friend, TH, all the time. She came up to our school um, for a Halloween party. And this was like going to be the first time I was going to meet her. And so I see her come in and I go like running over to her and I'm like, oh my God, you're TH. And she looks at me and she's like, where's Darren.
2: Oh, and I, I go over to him, it. and I'm like,
4: "That's your best friend.
2: She's a bitch, oh. ok. so <laughs> so I don't remember the story, but now I feel like I do remember it because we've said it so many times. And if you can imagine, Jessica is literally this big, and you you know, you pregame before a party in college, and we're dressed up for Halloween. And I'm at a huge frat party in this little pixie thing. Runs up to me in my face. I'm not surprised that was my response, honestly. Like, <laughs> who are you? You're in my space, and where's Darren? Have you that heard about her before? That's my side of it? the story. Did, no, did she you know hadn't. It? Evidently, <gasps> no. I did oh. not.
4: How long have you been together? No, I, like a month and a half in college. Okay. It was okay, like okay, okay, you okay. know, and okay. she went somewhere else, and so, but I didn't know that. But so. she was into him, and he yes. was like a hot shot, you know. Yeah, oh, Darren. Several years later, once we'd all graduated and lived in New York City, I, I like she and I kind of like remet, whatever, and like totally bonded and became friends. And she I was like dating that. her soon-to-be husband. The guys were best friends. She and I were best friends. And then for the next, you know, number of years, like we would do all the couples' things together, traveled around mm-hmm. the world together, like started our families. Our boys are a week apart. Like we met through him. And then as we like to say, we kept each other in the divorce.
3: So Darren yeah. and TH's husband, um, really just like, that was such a score that your, the husbands actually became best friends.
2: Well, my yeah, sorry, ex, score at the time, my ex actually didn't like Darren at first, <gasps> but then <gasps> he did like him. Cause okay. they, they, they aligned in more ways than they I like to realized, So that, uh,
1: how many years ago was that? <clears throat>
4: Oh my god! Well, we we we
1: got, got married, married
4: in, in yeah 95. almost twenty years ago. Yeah,
1: and how long were you a happily foursome, traveling the world, and having babies and being best friends?
4: I would say she, she and, and I. <laughs> right. I mean, we were we were we got engaged within a month of each other, married within a month of each other. We were married for thirteen years, and then found out within a week of each other that. Both of our husbands were cheating on us and covering for each other's affairs.
1: Were Traveling. They... Okay, yeah. together. Together?
4: together, yeah, covering for one
2: another. They were covering they for each to... other's.
4: Yeah. How Both did they find affairs. the girl? How did they find, did they find best the girls, group? No, no. The girl, I think the girls met through them. And yeah. then we found out that like trips that they had been going on, that the were four guys of trips. Well, we, we thought just our husbands going on guys trips. And you're like, so cute. Right. Turns out right. they were like going to the Costa Rica to the Four Seasons in Costa Rica with their girlfriends right. as couples T- while together. we were together. Yes. While Support we were them. home, yes. While yes. we were home, we were working, taking we care kids. of the kids, and working. Yeah. How long wait, was that? Wait, going wait, on wait, for? Wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait! I literally don't want you to move from
2: that pose okay. because it's hysterical, and I love to see the way people <laughs> react. But wait till there's more. So it all happened at the same time, except I got a phone call a few days later after Jessica figured her situation out.
4: After my phone call.
2: Right. I, I was in a place where I never answer the phone. You don't get service. I'm picking up my four-year-old. I have a new housekeeper in the front seat. I have two older kids. I had just finished work. So I need to pick him up, take him to karate, go pick up my other kids, you know, get everybody where they needed to be. So I got this phone call. Mm-hmm. And the
1: person you get the phone call first.
4: You get the phone I, call first. I got a no, phone call like, like several days prior, so I already knew where I was going. And then a few days after my situation, TH gets this call. Right. Okay.
3: Uh, so I also I, want to know about both the phone calls. TH First,
2: so I am at, on the carpool line, and this woman's calling me, and and I think she's selling insurance because she's asking me my name. She's asking me if I'm married. To my husband says his name. I'm like, yes. I'm like, are you selling me insurance or something? She goes, no. She said, I'm actually engaged to your husband. No, 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 uh, no. I said, how do you know it's the same guy? She goes, well, I've met your kids. I said, you just saved my life. I got to call you back. And that was the best day of my life. For real? For real. Wait, why were you
1: so happy?
2: Because I was, was so suffocating in a marriage with a man who was so bad to me. He was, oh, horrible. okay. So I was like paralyzed in my marriage. Jessica and I were traveling even up to like six months before we got our phone calls, not even talking about it because we were in denial. We didn't even talk about it with each other, how unhappy we were. Cause if you talk about it, then it's real. So we I were just, like, that's a really fully in denial. Kate, Jess, were
1: you still best friends with Darren? at the point, like, did you guys keep your friendship or no? No, it was T.H. and Darren that were friends. No.
4: Th- oh, oh Th- Th- man. Th- 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 Darren was my yes, the answer is you-
2: no, and he actually called me, like, the day after I called my ex, and I was like, listen, I spoke to her and I'm never living with you again. So then Darren calls me the next day, and he's like, hey, T. And I'm like, what are you fucking calling me for? Like, we're friends now? He goes, listen, I just want you to know, I do think you should divorce him. I'm like, Well, thanks. And where have you been for like four years while he's living a double life in California?
3: Th. When Darren calls you, do you know about Jessica's situation?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica's situation happened first. Mine happened five days later.
3: Okay. I want to know about Jessica's call.
4: So I was home one night and Darren used to go out pretty much every night. I worked in morning TV. So my hours were like pretty early in the morning. So he was often out with his friends, and I thought I always knew who he was going out with. I had
1: who's watching who's watching the kids when he's out and you're not home. No, I'm home. She left in the morning. You're home in the evenings, and he's out with his friends.
4: Right. Right, so nice I would left. get home, and then he would go out at whatever, you know, 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, okay. but I'm just home. before
1: you finish answering that, I'm going to take a quick break, and then you're going to come back and get the phone call, because this <laughs> is too well,
3: I also want to know where the fuck, if he's going out every night, like, where is he going? Does people get to
4: socialize his, every night? With his friends. Okay, okay. we'll be yeah, we'll right back.
2: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science?
2: one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com
3: as moms we are often juggling a million and one things with our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves H E L P dot com slash
4: cat and nat.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Hold well, on. So he's out with just, his friends. Okay. So you're working, working every listen, night. We were
4: keep in mind though. We were also like, we were still pretty young. We all got married really young. I was 23. So even at this point, like oh. we were like in our early thirties. So but, people okay. were Jessica, still going out. You need to still, explain your career and his career to
2: explain the going out. and the But, but oh.
4: also, but also just that he also still had a lot of single friends. I mean, we were in our early thirties. So, Yes. And and like I said, I worked in TV. I was a TV producer for a national morning show. And he um, had like just transitioned into real estate. So he was like, ouch, schmoozing a lot of times. Like he yeah. belonged okay. to like a members only club mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the city. Like there were places that I knew where he was going. And I knew all of his best guy friends and who vouched for him. And so I kind of knew. And so they were a lot of times were going out with him too, in okay. any case. It was a night a rare night that he was home so i'm home i'm watching tv he's in the bedroom sleeping
3: my heart's racing i'm really nervous right now
4: and the phone ring this is like back in the day of landlines totally Uh aging myself and the phone rings and i answered and it's this like frantic woman whose voice i don't recognize and she's like you know telling me that she needs to speak to him about a new real estate development that i know to be true
3: okay
4: nearby where we lived and that they were bringing it to market and they were in the the staging phase and she was standing outside on the street with artwork and needed the code to get into the building. All sounded fine to me. So I was like, hold on a minute. So I go into the bedroom. He's asleep. And I I don't give him the background of the call because I'm like, I'm just going to hand him the phone. I'll give her the code, whatever. Like, I really didn't think anything of it. So I sit down on the bed and I hand him the phone. And he's like, he gets on the phone and then he starts having a conversation. Like, no, I'm not going out tonight. No, da whatever. It's like, has nothing to do with the property and nothing to do with the code. So he hangs up and I'm like, who the fuck was that? And he like now he he like he's like frozen kind of and so he tells me that it's his assistant and i knew his assistant's voice and i'm like no <gasps> it's not and then he's like well maybe it was uh, maybe she was disguised your voice or maybe when it when she called it was you know whatever her other this other person I'm like no it wasn't Idiot. i know her voice too yeah so i was like so then he starts getting all defensive like i don't know i was sleeping and i'm like i don't really know what you sleeping has to do with who was on the phone but I don't believe what you're telling me. I go back out. I'm watching TV seething for probably like another two hours.
3: Why'd you call the landline?
4: Because evidently he wasn't answering his cell phone because it was off because he was sleeping. Uh Uh-huh. So, when I go back to bed, I waited like enough time that in my mind, I'm like, he'll, he's asleep now because it's been a long time now that I've been back in the living room.
1: <laughs> Wait, in I that went, moment, did your stomach know something? Like, yeah, were you like,
4: yeah you, like, I was did
1: like, like, I'm you out. Both, like, yeah. did you know that this was more yeah. like yes. you had an implant before this
4: phone call? Or were you ever like, maybe seeing someone? Yeah, no, like, you know, I feel like all of the women out there yeah. who always talk about how they didn't know. They all know. They okay. just haven't admitted it to themselves. Oh, that's right. okay. So so yes, I, I like knew okay. right away and that's why I was seething because I was like, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do here at a two year old and a four year old. <sighs> yeah. So I go back into the room when he should have been sleeping. And he wasn't sleeping, Mm-mm. and that to me was the final piece because he was, he wasn't he was sitting sleeping. in bed, pooping his pants. He was freaking out. Mm-hmm.
1: Could he have convinced you?
4: Nope. Do I you woke up the ne- no. I woke up the next morning with no further information, and said to him, "I want a divorce." What do you say? What are you talking about? Like denying? That's not what it was. What do you What do you mean? What do you mean? Like freaking out? I left for work. I called from the car, and I was like, "This we're done." I don't believe what you're telling me, and that's enough for me.
1: I think I'm out. I think I can piece the relationship together based on like the what was happening, like you saying, like I went to work, like you were probably like passing chips. Like was it? It wasn't like a great relationship up into that phone call.
4: Not, not when we were, I don't know how to articulate this, but a lot of people listening may relate. When we were alone together in the, in the apartment, it was like not a lot of communication. Like for me, I was like, I wanted to like peel my skin off. But when we were out socially, we like had a great time together. Like when there were buffers around, it was great. We'd been together for 18 years in total and it was, and I was 36 So it was literally half my life that we were together. So we had a lot still going. And for people who are curious, yes, we were still having sex. Oh. Yeah. So like, but it was just, I felt like the communication had totally broken down. So it wasn't like, I wasn't happy overall, but it was like, I almost didn't know how unhappy I was. Yeah. Would you
1: still be together? You think if you hadn't found out?
4: Uh, no, because he, I think he's gone on. I think he's proven that that's sort of his pattern. I think if, it, if I hadn't found out then, I think ultimately I would have found out about someone so, else. Okay, okay. So
3: so then, Jessica, you call up TH. How much longer after you find out?
4: Probably that day. Probably yeah, on my what, way to work. Like, I'm getting divorced. And yeah.
3: now, TH, you're, like, obviously trying to, like, like comfort your friend. Are you thinking, it is my husband doing this too? Or are you thinking, no, this is Darren?
2: I got to be honest. I was a shell of a person at that point in time. I was not recognizable to who I am today. I functioned. I existed. My kids, I had an eight, six, and four-year-old. Everybody up. Everybody get dressed. Go to school. I go to work. I pick you up. We come home. You're in bed. You're safe. Let's do it again. And that was all I did. And my ex was never home, ever. He traveled all the time. Which is how he covered his like extra well, four, four year affair, both four years. Happier when he was no. So
4: my, I don't think mine was four years, but I know that it was two <gasps> while I was pregnant with my with, daughter. Yeah, yeah. So these just, are you, special
2: exes. These are very special people. Are, are
4: they
3: you, special though, or is there so many like this? I,
2: I think I, mine is definitely special. I think okay. a lot of people think that their ex is like mine. Everybody likes the word narcissist, like, as oh, such a narcissist or this or that. And everybody's looking to point a finger, but mine is legit. And I, and I actually am, I get like upset sometimes. Yeah. Use that word. So, yeah. you know, easily because mm-hmm. there's like a huge recovery that comes on the other side of that and it has nothing to do with him. And it has mm-hmm. everything to do with me and dealing with him like for as long as I'm alive.
1: You TH, know. are you, Jess, were you watching your best friend, like, fall? Like, could you see, or were you guys so in the weeds you couldn't see we each so other falling weeds. apart? Yeah, we were so in
4: the weeds, and we were together all the time w- with our kids and stuff like that. But I mean, we just had so much going on. No, we just weren't, like TH said, we weren't really talking about it. You we were in the so complete you did denial. you didn't see her,
1: like, fall apart. You weren't like, oh my God, you're not okay.
3: You had all this going on, and you had all these young kids, and you both had careers. Yeah, right in fact
4: the day the day that that happened with darren and i so it was a thursday night was the call and then friday was the day that i was like i'm leaving you on monday i was starting a brand new job like the biggest job of my career to that point which for me ended up being a saving grace yeah because i went in and i was like you know motoring through i did not even have an extra second to even be thinking about or dealing with that. I just was compartmentalizing compartmentalizing and getting through it. I spent that first weekend crying for 48 hours in bed. And then I got up and I went to my new job and I just was like focused on killing it.
3: How did you... I have so many questions as a a parent, but I want to get to that after I ask. How did you guys put together the pieces that Idiot 1 and Idiot 2...
4: So
2: when I found out, first of all, I have to say... The universe worked in my favor. That whole day was the universe, like, putting people where they belong. My parents were in Egypt. It's the perfect place for my mother to be. The last thing I needed to hear was, I told you, I oh. knew it, you should have <laughs> this, you should have that, you should. So she was all the way in Egypt. Um, my After I got my kids mobilized, my brother and sister-in-law came up and helped me, and I then called this woman back. And I was like, all right, we gotta talk. Now and he doesn't know
1: that you know right now. Your husband does, does not know that. I not know that, that, you know. that so I know
2: anything. Living. He was lying. He said he was in New York City. I mean, he just lied and Can he was fucking proposed to her. Uh, yes. I mean, this is special. This is what I'm saying. I don't okay. think most men are capable okay. of doing what, what my special maybe pilots. Did. That was mean. <laughs> maybe who? Pilots. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, she started piecing things together. Like I started going through my bills. A lot of people are like deal with financial abuse. I mean, I was just, that wasn't my job. I wasn't paying the bills. So I wasn't looking at everything because I had my role and he had his role. Mm -hmm. So then I start going through the credit cards and I'm going over stuff with her. And I'm like, shit, like, do you have a credit card? What is this from Costco? and hence that was her ring was from Costco. And so then all the other stuff came out and I was like oh, we you like you have no idea. So she was breaking up with him. I then oh. spend the weekend really going through the credit cards cuz he's just not that smart or he like really kind of delusional. He, he wasn't delusional so, anyway so like to not track what? things. So that's how it all came out. Then I called Jessica. I'm like Jessica, I see the charge for Costa Rica. It's at the Four Seasons for like a week. You weren't there with guys. Who goes to the Four Seasons Costa Rica with a bunch of guys? Nobody. And she confirmed that.
3: She Did did both of those women not know that those men were married?
4: Both of them knew that they were married. Okay. Well. Both of them knew. She said to me. Oh, hers said that she didn't know in the beginning. She said she thought I, she knew I was
2: married. And then when we sold our house. He showed that to her as proof of our divorce. Like she but really, also you were just moving, just you know, not right.
1: Can okay, we take a quick break oh. and then I just need to ask another question. <laughs> Hold on. so this was within 24 hours that you have your brother and your sister-in-law come in. You're going through like, so you just got like the shock of your life, maybe not, but the blessing of your life. Blessing. And you were like, oh my gosh, I'm, w- what was your theory of going through every, what, what was that control? Like, what was that for you that you had to go through? Like, what were you trying to do? What are you feeling in that moment? Are you like, now what? Or like, thank God, or I'm fucking out of here. Or like, what am I going to do?
2: No, it literally. I mean, the words that I said to her were are real. Like she literally saved my life. That is what I said to her on wow. the phone on the carpool line. You just saved my life. But then I started piecing things together, going through the credit cards, and and I was like, still trying to convince myself of the magnitude of this. Like, geez, mm, yeah, to somebody like, how am I married to somebody like this? The magnitude of the lies is what was so upsetting. I want to be married to him. My marriage was over way before the cheating, mm. way before, and he was cheating on me for four years since my son was born. He's been with her as old as my son is. So now they're together 20 years. TH, so, I have
1: to ask you, would you crazy. still be with him if you no. hadn't got that phone? Okay, so,
2: no. because I think a lot
1: of women wanted, I think a lot of women have the feeling that you both said as you knew, but you didn't want to acknowledge it because if you talk about it, then it's real. So what- right.
2: I had actually, I had actually gone to see a few lawyers and I went to a therapist Mm. too. And she's like, listen, you can stay in each shit or you can leave. Mm. (laughs) But I was so insecure. I thought I, if I just did this differently, Mm. if I was just this way, because he's super controlling, then it would be all right. And like Mm. divorce now, I'm going to be like a horrible mom. Because I'm being selfish because I am miserable, but I've got three little kids. So I was like trying to unravel all of that. And I still stayed after that therapist. But I do like to believe that I was going to leave. Like for me to cry to my parents who were not, my mother in particular, clearly not supportive in the right way for me. Like I was definitely at my wits end. It's just that she saved my life that day. You know, she called me and she, I'm like, wait, I'm not crazy and he is bad and i'm cool like i'm good okay well, for the you. for the people
1: who like maybe don't have something happen where they uh, i think a lot of people want something to happen so they can like, right. like you guys are like it's yes. a blessing yeah like what um i like i think you've described the feelings you had but i feel like for the people if i was getting a divorce i feel like i would want to know like what do you need to know for um what would have made you leave? Like how long, like, what is that courage? And, you know, right. you how do you face the demons that you're feeling? And maybe you can't afford a therapist, but you're sitting there being like, I know this isn't right. Like, what do you wish you had known if you hadn't been told? It feels so scary. Well, to yeah. Leave as a woman.
4: And so I'll, I'll get into that because like I said, I'd been, ma- I've been married and divorced twice and there was no impetus like that in my second marriage. I left because I was like, we really are not compatible and he's a great guy, and we are still close today, and I dog-sit his dog all the time who happens to be here now. Like, I, I used to think to myself, you know, at least I had a reason to leave the first time. It must mm-hmm. be so much more painful for people mm-hmm. to have to just come to the realization, like, this just isn't going to work anymore. And I, mm-hmm. and I I And even though it was a much shorter relationship and we didn't have the same kind of deep foundation the second time, it was really painful to have to acknowledge like this isn't going to work for us. So I think for people out there, I mean, you really well, first of all, we are not advocates of divorce, but even though we we do all of this to help support people through it, we believe in the in the sanctity of marriage. Like I would say to people out there, if you're not sure, I mean, first you either you alone or both of you should go to a marriage counselor and see whether or not there are issues that are not too far gone. Can you pull it back? there are people that stay together after infidelity. That's not for me, but you know, God bless whoever wants to you know, try to make that work. But I think that if you're not sure, then it means maybe there's still a chance. At the end of the day, anyone out there who's thinking about it, deep down in their gut, knows what the final answer is going to be, it just might take a while to get there because you have to emotionally prepare yourself. You have to figure out, especially women, like, what's the game plan? How yeah. am I going to do this? Where might I live? Am I going to have mm-hmm. to get a job? Like Women want to kind of have the pieces together, but I think the knowledge of whether or not that's going to be the end result, if you're thinking about it, you, you know deep down, can I make at work, or can I not? It there doesn't have to be an impetus for it. I think that if you guys aren't doing anything at all together, you had asked us before about the like the uh, walkaway wife syndrome, mm-hmm.
3: which is mm-hmm. like a trend
4: that people talk about in divorce. But the truth is, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's it's when women are basically disengaging from their marriages.
1: Okay. You know, they, and they, they get are, prepared to leave, right? They're, uh, prepared, they're preparing right. emotionally.
4: Not not hanging out as much. You're not intimate, probably. you You may have been always making an effort to have them be able to connect with you in one way or another or asking them to do certain things. And ultimately, your partner, they don't ever do those things. And so you just stop asking and stop engaging. You've just kind of right. given up. Mm-hmm. And I think that no matter what the circumstances are for divorce, that's always the end phase for everyone. You've you've stopped investing yourself the for sake of, you know, stereotyping. The husband may be like, "Oh, great. She's not nagging me okay. or asking me about mm. this anymore. That means everything's good now." It doesn't. It just means that she's yes. like, "I'm checking out." Yeah.
1: I said I've said to Natalie, I think the worst case scenario you can be in is when you don't care anymore the minute you stop caring whether they're mad sad upset or happy is the minute it's over i'm like because if you're mad you still care if you're sad you still care if you're happy you still care you don't give a fuck you you're done like it's like i don't really care actually that's
2: right 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 and honestly a lot of people live that way and i did live that way and people make excuses why they can't leave also i mean fear is number one That's why we do ex-experts, because the number one thing is to educate yourself. So once you start Mm -hmm. learning about what the options are, you can go to discernment therapy. The two of you, if you can have a conversation with your spouse and say, I'm not happy, we're we're not communicating anymore, whatever the thing is, if you two can come together, discernment therapy is a great way to come together, kind of start fresh. And then move forward because everybody grows at different paces, right? Like I'm sure you guys have that in your relationships. And we have that with our girlfriends too, right? You grow out of some relationships and not others. So discernment therapy is really good. And we've also done a bunch of episodes on divorce, et cetera, about whether to stay or go or to Mm. end or mend. And the one piece key thing that you might want to consider other than your gut is if you can't sit down with your spouse and say, "I think we need to talk," then you you really do know. I would never be able to have that conversation.
1: Yeah, if they're not willing to listen. And
2: and, and where's it going go? to go in the important like, conversations? Yeah. I mean, I haven't hadn't spoken to him in so long. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we we weren't even roommates. We nice. were. I was a single married parent.
1: Why would he stay with you? Do you think?
2: don't, that's like the million dollar question. And, and then the $2 million question is, so she broke up with him when this all happened. Why? And then he went back because he lied to her family okay. and all the things oh my God, like, all right, you know, I understand. And then he went back a, a month later because he was thinking, Oh, I love you TH. You know, this is going to be great. You know, well I'll do I'll be the best husband ever. And I was like, nah, yeah, you're you're so late on here." Oh, he flew back out to California with a bigger ring and she took it.
4: <gasps> and they're
2: together. And they're married. No, 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 no. no. And they have a 7-year-old.
4: <gasps> and by the way, mine stayed he also wanted to reconcile. I, I said out of respect for our relationship, I will go with you to marriage counseling, even though I don't need to go to a marriage counselor for them to tell us that we should get divorced because I already think we should get divorced. So we went to the therapist a couple of times. She was like, he needs to move back. I had to had to move out. She's like, he needs to move back in for at least three months, whatever. He moved back in for like a week and I'm like, I can't do it, you're out. And he went back to the affair woman at the time they ended up staying together for like another ten years. Oh. Two kids. No, say say the okay. some more. <laughs> when she, they never got married. When they were trying for the second kid, things were, I guess, were not great in their relationship. He started having another affair with someone in the Dominican Republic got them both pregnant at the no. same time no 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 he Darren. has five he has five kids two or six months apart with three is he single is he single right now no he's in a relation he's not with her he anymore rich? he's in a relationship with a woman that he's been with now for five years. is he rich no
3: it, does the dominican I, baby live in dominican no nope. oh uh, So, when you were like,
4: would you guys still be together? I don't think we would. I think that other things (laughs) would have happened to
3: Darren. He was was your best friend,
2: TH. What happened to that boy? You know, baby.
4: fell off the tracks.
2: He he walks into a room and he is incredibly charismatic. mm, Walks in with an energy, he's very good looking, and everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh. Oh my god, like it doesn't even matter what he says. If he's like standing near you, you're like, "Oh my god, we know better clearly." But he's uh he likes being the center of attention and it's daring this and daring that. What you does know? he
1: think about what do the they podcast. think about you guys and the podcast and what the hell are the children like what's happening? I love how you're Darren just talking
4: was on the podcast a few weeks ago our last episode in december was th interviewing darren and i about like what went wrong and like what could have been better darren and i are very close today this is what i'll say about for me personally people go through divorce differently yeah when i was getting divorced I, w- I knew in my head what I wanted the end game to look like, which mm. was no tension for my kids, kids, being able to hang out if we needed to, celebrating yeah. holidays together, that kind of stuff. Darren and I are close. We have a great relationship with regards wow. to, the, to divorce. Um, I I feel like he owned uh once i was like i'm really out like you need to move out i don't care it doesn't even matter to me what you say because i'm we're getting divorced anyway the information started trickling out and he owned mm. up to everything and he was extremely remorseful he doesn't deny what happened he doesn't deny his part in it he doesn't deny the affair and all of that so he for divorce etc and whatever, like. He's like go ahead. I mean, I I really feel strongly like this is my story to tell. Anyone who writes an autobiography, I mean, it's unfortunate if there's like, you know, collateral damage around, but I'm like it doesn't matter. Like this is my life and this is my story and by sharing it, there are other people out there listening yeah. thinking like, "A like you guys, holy shit, you're fucking kidding me." Or other people being like, "Wow, I thought what I had was really bad." Or, right, they can relate. And it's like hearing what other people go through make all of us stronger.
1: Because mm-hmm. I think also when you guys talk about it is you end up giving women permission to not be ashamed because I think so often divorce feels like a failure rather than something that, you know, is an event and it takes two people and it doesn't. It's such a like, I'm getting divorced. Like, you know, and everyone's like, yeah. oh my but god. But especially like,
4: being cheated on is so yeah, humiliating.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. That and is all the of our friends part knew. for me all, all of our friends knew. What do you mean? Like, what, so people knew ex, that they were cheating okay, and so, didn't tell us. Right. <gasps> they didn't tell us. They didn't tell so us.
3: If, but, if you have a friend, so if in that situation, if you have a friend and you're, would you have really appreciated a call from a friend?
2: So all of my close friends in Jersey were telling me he was cheating. Oh, I said to you guys, I was a shell of a person. If I didn't hear what you said, then it wasn't real. So I literally was like mm. armor. Like I said, it was robotic. The kids are safe. I am home. He's not here, so I can think, I can breathe. But if you listen to what people are saying, then then it's like, mm. oh my god, now you're opening up like Pandora's box. Like I'm not ready for. Th- I'm not ready for that. Mm. But Do you my think friends it- were all saying it to me?
1: Okay. Do you think if financially you weren't, didn't have your own jobs and you were reliant on them for everything, you would have been, maybe have tried, like been like, had, had to so scared?
4: You know, it's hard. It's always hard. Who knows in, in whatever right? situation, yeah. I, I, I would like to think that I going back to the whole, like you always know, even if you don't know when, when we broke up, my kids were two and four it had been going on for quite a while before that. I think for whatever reason, in my own head, I wasn't ready to go down that path. Mm. At that time, when my kids were two and four, for whatever reason, I was ready. I mm. was re- that, that I mean, like that's the only way I can really describe yeah. it. So like, I don't know if I didn't have my job, would I have been, I'm not sure. I, my parents have been, you know, are there for me and, and, you know, have been able to help out if, and, if, and when I need it. So I, I did have a career and I, and I was yeah. lucky. Yeah. But I feel like, I, I don't know. I would like to think that there would have come a point at
0: mm-hmm. which I
4: would have felt strong enough to be able to walk away, but I'm scrappy. Like I'll mm-hmm. do whatever I need to do, and Jessica's I just got like, like four jobs. <laughs> yeah. she's got like
2: four jobs. I'm not Th, even-
1: Are you obviously not a good terms with your ex? like what what is that situation with your ex? so
2: we I handle business. so I like I was saying before, like there was like a weird honeymoon stage where he was like the greatest Great. man in his mind. Um, so I dragged him to my therapist. And because I wanted her to tell us how we we're going to tell the kids, because he was doing whatever I said, then I was like, we're going here, we're going there. This time and he's like, okay, okay, okay. Right. Um, so he leaves that session and she pulls me back and she said, okay, so do you know what a narcissist is? Oh, wow. you no. Know? She said, well, he is a narcissistic sociopath. And so your oh, divorce whoa. is going to suck. And what we're going to work on now is how to decipher fact from noise. He has so much control over you that you don't have a voice. So, you know, at the beginning, he was texting me 24-7. This was all my fault, by the way, apparently, right? If Mm -hmm. I told him not to get on the plane, he would never have carried on this affair. If I had done, which was all the same kind of like mind fucking that my whole marriage was you know, it's all the brainwashing. There is gaslighting. Yeah, all these yeah. things are real. I want all of you to know also out there who are listening to us, and then I'll go back to it. But, you know, Jessica and I are clear shining lights for what, ha- what your life can be, but it's not been easy. Yeah, It's not been easy for many <clears throat> reasons. Darren and Jessica, you know, get along really well. You were asking what our exes think about this. I won't say my ex's name. Mm. And look, my kids know they're watching us on TikTok. You know, they're like <laughs> little fans, but, um, and they're super proud of us. I think all of our kids are really proud of us, but we, because we're making a difference, we're paying mm-hmm. it forward, but it's, this has taken time, especially being married for me to someone like I was married to. It, listen, I married my mother, but my mother loves me. And I, then I had to deal with her right now. He's gone. Now she's still around. So it's, it's a, (laughs) it's a lot of accountability on yourself. So you got to take, you know, you got to swallow the pill and be like, okay, so why did I let somebody treat me like that? Why did I put myself in this position? Nobody forced me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you start taking, taking responsibility for your actions in the marriage, I could blame him for a 99, and I can't. I can blame him for 90% of it. But there's 10% that's on yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to stay. I could have stood up for myself and said, I'm not taking this anymore. I deserve better. A million, a million things. But I didn't. And so that all unravels. So I handle business with him, which is what my therapist taught me to do. You set up very strict boundaries. There is no you know one- what? Thing. TH
1: They're- I'm going to we're yeah. going to kick this over to the commentar okay. because I think that this is really like the keys to how parents need to handle it with their kids. I mean, like with the person in their life who they have to deal with forever. And I think what you're saying is so valuable, even in relationships with your parents, with the people in your life who cause you, you know, pain when you have to negotiate with them. And um, everyone can find you if you're listening to the podcast, we will link everywhere. (laughs) And if you want to hear how you can handle um, dealing with parents in your life forever or people in your life forever because that is a choice you don't really have you're going to give us some tips on how to help like navigate this with kids because no one really talks about the pain of when it's not just 50 50 and easy peasy like you
2: and darren um well it's not always always easy for them either
4: it's not we have our right we did did an episode um calling uh titled narcissist versus asshole that was a Mm. two-part they're not like hers is a narcissist mine's just an asshole like we everybody has their issues there's a reason we're divorced